you, you may have a shitty job. I've always said this. You may have a shitty job, but do it. Be the best at it. Because yeah, yeah. what, that's what it says about you, you know? You yeah. could have the shittiest job in the world, but man, that guy can fucking shovel some stables right there. Yeah. You know? Have some respect. Let's shovel some shit. Yeah, yeah <laughs> right? We, ha- we all have a shitty job to do here. Let's be great at it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be legends. Yeah. Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, the show by fans of the show, Too Beautiful to Live, coming to you for a special final Friday edition of the show from my home office studios in Buffalo, New York. I'm Bobby Pape, and joining me from the Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, it's Anne. Don't at me, Lundholm. Good evening, Anne. Good evening, Bobby. I never know whether to go with Don't at me or Danger now. It's, it's <laughs> oh, yeah. Toss up. <laughs> Forgot about Danger. How could you forget about danger? Never forget about danger. In the Necco Wafer Studios in Linwood, Washington, it's the nice lady, Christy Wise. Good evening, Christy. That's me. Hello. Hi. Were you surprised? the energy. I just took a shot of vodka and ran around the table. So I'm ready. Yeah. Party. <laughs> That's what I would have expected to hear from <laughs> our next host in the Middle-Aged Mama Studios in Austin, Texas, Hillary Livingston H-Bomb Butler. I took those out of order. Good evening, good, Hillary. Good, mo- good evening. I was about to say good morning. Oh, God. Whoa, this is going to be a show. Um, Christy, I just feel like I have to say, like, with the best of best friends, of we're going to go down to the river. The river. All right, sorry. <laughs> All right, ladies. Simmer down. Still one more to introduce in the Deerblind Studios in the Mountain Room at the ranch in Manchac, Texas. It's the jail dude, Mike Drew McFrizz Frizzell. Good evening, Mike. Good evening. I just wish I was down by that river where all the partying is going to happen here. <laughs> You're in the van down by the river. Yeah, I'm, I'm down here ready to smoke you out. Come on now. Let's go. Oh, no. Can you smoke someone out with capsules? Uh, well, you swallow them out. Uh, well, let's not get into that. We are going to do a little final Friday roundup, and we've got quite a list for you tonight, followed by some housekeeping and the ever-present reminder on how you can get involved with this show. Lots of topics to cover at the end of this month, starting with Jeremy Holmes' great adventure through the middle of America. Uh, But Jeremy, of course, is too busy to be with us, so Christy is mm-hmm. kindly going to tell us all about Jeremy's adventure, and then Jeremy will probably tell us what he thinks she got wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, did you guys have questions about it? There was a lot of questions that Meredith was getting that I don't think she knew the answers to, because it was kind of, I mean, she stated what she knew. I randomly messaged her on Facebook and said, I may be coming to Detroit, and she was like, cool. <laughs> Um, so I don't know if there's... Well, here, I'll set this up. Uh, could you tell us briefly how Jeremy ended up in the middle of Bumblefuck, Kansas, and being Mm -hmm. the proud owner of a 
1991 Honda Accord with a broken air conditioner <laughs> and a heat blast on that yeah. he had to get hot wired because the key broke in the ignition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. that's really my sort of one <laughs> basic question. Okay, so he was pretty burned out with work, and so he decided that the one way that he refreshes his soul, as he says, um, is to go on road trips. And the longer and um, with no point, the better. Um, so he said, I'm going to do this. He put it on the calendar. Um, he said he spoke it, spoke it like the the secret. He spoke it into existence. Um, and at the same time, um, El- Ellie was going with her mom to some, like, amusement park in Idaho and I had planned to come to Texas to visit my friend also see um like lots of friends in both Dallas and Austin <laughs> and I said hey this is what I'm gonna do and he said oh perfect so what I'm gonna do is fly to Santa Fe and rent a car and he wa- he wants to see some kind of art installation called Meow Wolf oh yeah 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 yeah, it's supposed to be really it's cool. A, what? Actually. It's like George R. R. Martin like paid for it or something. Yeah, it's this installation that's supposed to be really yeah. cool. So there's one in Santa Fe, and there's yeah. one meow. In Santa wait, 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 um, wait, 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 meow, yeah. meow fest, meow wolf. What is it? Meow, meow wolf. wolf. I'll send you the. Uh, what is broken lizard hosting this thing? What's what's going on? <laughs> I don't know. All I know is he's been wanting to do it, so he was going to fly to Santa Fe, um, rent a car drive around the southwest the places he's never been before and then meet me in dallas and then do dallas and austin and in that kind of situation um does he understand weather my <laughs> right <laughs> so that's when i you you all started saying it's hotter than hell here and my friends in dallas and then my friend i know you guys have talked shit on temple but that's Ugh. where my friend lives sorry um, both have had tornadoes touchdown. And I w- we were flying on um, my dad. Well, I was flying on my dad's buddy passes. And my dad's like, there are tons of canceled flights both out of Dallas and Austin right now. So just be aware of that. And I could have got stuck. But I, we needed to be back for both um, Ellie and also work. So I said, uh, I'll come back when it's a little bit cooler. And there's less tornadoes and less thunderstorms. So, um, then I found out that Dax, um, I stand on Dax a little bit. It, he was going to do a Midwest tour and one of the stops was Detroit. So I also, I went to Detroit for a month in either 94 or 95 and I really liked it. Meredith lives there. So I said, that's what I'm going to do instead. Um, so then Jeremy's like, perfect. Now what I'm going to do is go to Kansas city and then go to Denver meow wolf and then meet you in Detroit. Well, at some point, without me knowing this, that became he flies into Kansas City, buys a $600 car against, I said, do not do this. I feel like because- using the word car is <laughs> generous. <laughs> right. So I didn't know any of this because he knew I would just be like, nope, we're like, just be anxious the entire time. So he flew in there. He was supposed to meet up with Jeremy Henson, but... Those idiots got their months mixed up. Like Jeremy was planning for June and the other Jeremy was planning for July. And they're like, let's do this. And then it turned out that um, Henson was out of town. So, um, yeah, they're dumb. Anyways, um, so he flies out there, buys this car. It The guy said, oh, um, the heat 
the heat like some cord is about to break so i just like picked a picked a temperature and you know just be careful and so to jeremy that just meant oh it's probably gonna break i don't care well what that actually meant is it was stuck on high so not only was there no air conditioning but the heat was blasting and it was about 90 percent humidity 90 to 100 degrees the entire time um he so he went away thought this was super fun met uh, so he was around kansas he had to stay in kansas because you can't register a car unless it's a monday through friday and he didn't know that on friday when he bought the car so he had to wait till sunday he drove to missouri to get a tattoo um and then didn't think about it being on his driving arm so now he's driving in this super hot car with his arm being being sunburned on a new tattoo uh so that that was pretty interesting he sweat through all of his clothes he had to go buy more clothes um at walmart because that's the only store in in these little towns um and he ended up just driving around the midwest with just swim trunks on (laughs) um (laughs) at some point (sighs) he couldn't get the car to start and or it was in start mode like all the time so he he ran out to unconnect something and the starter caught on fire i don't know about cars so much so i just have heard what he said so um forgive me if i'm saying things wrong anyways the starter's on fire he puts it out and now the the car has to be pushed started um which is fine i guess but he said like it's really hard in kansas to find a place that's on a hill to be able to park to get it to start um and Uh, then time to note that it's a stick yeah so he was trying to park it on a hill so that he could pop it yeah and then start it by getting some momentum going right yeah yeah so uh then the key stopped working and he called triple a and the triple a guy said well we got to tow this to a dealership and he's like i'm not no i'm not paying for a dealership to fix this car obviously and then the guy called his tow truck friend and the guy's like this triple a call is officially done um will you repeat that or something and so jeremy said it and then he's like all right and then he hot wired the car for him and then um made it so that he could stick a screwdriver in it to start it and then so all the guts of the car is just hanging down. I think there's a video, right? I think mm-hmm. you guys saw it. So we did that. So now he's driving with no license plate. The car ov- looks very stolen. Uh, um, uh, yeah. We just kept saying, like, luckily he's white. Like, seriously. Like, he would have been shot or killed or something over this stupid car. Um, so he drives. And then he... We have differing... Um, story this is where our stories like verge a little bit where I had to wait because Ellie's mom was still like not telling us when they were gonna leave to the amusement park like maybe it's this day and maybe it's that day so my trip had to like depend on that so I finally said okay we're going I'm gonna be there I'm taking the red eye on Wednesday and he he goes oh you know I just looked at a map Detroit's very far east and I said, yeah, it's in the Eastern time zone. And he's like, well, I guess I better head that way. So he goes down. He goes from, instead of going to Denver, he goes to Oklahoma City and drives on Route 66. And then what's left of it, I guess, I don't know. 
that and then went to St. Louis to see the what is it called Bobby City Museum City Museum which is the best name for something ever because it's barely a museum it's a giant tetanus inspired playground (laughs) (laughs) six stories tall indoor outdoor made out of scrap materials it looks amazing kids you know what it is kids climb around on it and it looks like the um it looks like the nicest children's immigration cages you'll ever see because they're behind bars they're climbing up through jungle gyms and they're by choice yeah well exactly but we could aspire to this for our baby cages oh god uh, so he did that. He also stopped at the world's largest everything. Um, <laughs> I noticed. He seems to be fascinated by a world's largest. Yeah. He found an app. He found an app for weird uh, roadside course. attractions. Um, so there was a, oh, there was one in Detroit that um, he wanted to go to, which was um, Dearborn's Jaunty Racist Mayor. <laughs> this guy pledged that there would be no black people in Dearborn and he succeeded. They said by the time he ended, the city had 90,000 people and there was less than 10 African-Americans in that city. That um, must've been a while and, ago. Cause isn't Dearborn uh, really Muslim? Now it is. Yeah. 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 But this was like maybe the nineties, like eighties or nineties. Um, so, and Meredith said that they have to put a fence around it because people kept, <laughs> kept vandalizing it, rightfully so. Um, so just, he looked at all the weird stuff and then met, oh, also the car developed a shimmy, but only if he was going less than 30 and more than 60 and it veered and it pulled towards the right, I believe. So it's kind of like speed, but a little bit different. Like you had to keep it between 30 and 60. But just because um, someone's cheap, and, uh, the, you know, like the plot of speed, but just a really cheap guy. Really cheap. Yeah. So um, also I should tell you that he was gone for a total of 10 days and uh, seven without me. And he only got a hotel room twice. The rest of the times he slept in either a Walmart parking lot or um, didn't sleep at all. Just drove through the night. Um, He would try to go to campgrounds, but there was flash flooding through all of Kansas. So he, they were all closed. He would find places to shower. I don't even want to know about that. Um, But um, yeah. And he was really excited when he, (laughs) he would say, "Uh, I found a $30 a night hotel room. And then they tried to charge me $50 cleaning fee. And I said, no, thank you. And then they gave it to me for 30. So um, he was wheeling and dealing on this on this trip, too. So I fly in. I instantly get a rental car because I'm not having anything to do with that car. Absolutely And he not. actually said, like, I don't want you in it or near it because it <laughs> smells. And <laughs> How much would you uh, so have paid he... for a rental car at that point? Like... Me? Yeah, like if if there was only one car and like his the car that he'd bought was sitting there ready to use and there was a rental car but only one that you could rent. How much would you have forked over to not get in the per that day? Car? Yeah, per day. Per day probably 100 to 200. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Just to well that's hard. I probably would have just lifted the entire time. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Either way. Either way. Yeah. But how much were you willing to spend to not be a part of this? Oh yeah. Situation. A lot. (laughs) So he um 
he opens the trunk and it's just he has totes filled with all his supplies he's had to buy multiple tools um oh yeah paper towel like all this stuff great savings and great um, savings when you have to he, buy supplies to keep fixing your fucking car <laughs> in the way. Uh, some of his clothes, I think he just threw out because he didn't want. He said he got oh a tote and he put his clothes in it and would just spray Febreze in it and then close the oh top. Oh my god! <laughs> Jesus Christ! I, I feel <laughs> like as far as feral humans go, there was Jodie Foster and Nell, <laughs> and then there's Jeremy, Tay in the wind, right? <laughs> <laughs> He did kind of sound like no. Also, like he's not a he's not good at eating. He'll I'll say, "Did you eat today?" And he'll be like, "Oh no, oh wait, that was lunch yesterday." Yeah, I haven't eaten today. Oh so gosh. I had he had to set an alarm on his phone to remind himself to drink water and to and to eat. So um, I get there and he's it's just the, like night and day trip between like me. I'm like. Meredith, tell us all the good places to go eat. Yeah. I want to go, like, have everything, whatever. Um, and his eating a power bar on the road. Just a second. Buddy, shut up! Okay. Oh, that's um, staying in. <laughs> <laughs> so we get into Detroit, and he's like, okay, um, I need to go to the junkyard. He pop starts the car, and I follow him to a junkyard where they give him $400 and shred the car. Um, <laughs> while he's standing there, he took a <laughs> like, look at him. Went, I didn't even yeah, know that was a thing. A, this is a total loss right here. This is nothing. Yeah, scrap. But they gave him four hundred dollars, so he only spent two hundred plus all those totes and supplies. So oh. I don't even really know the yeah. actual cost. But the part when I got there was really fun. I'm sure it was. To me. <laughs> and and I'm sure that part of the trip was was really really great. Um, Jeremy took a break from the company right before we are going into the busiest time of the year. Like mm-hmm. the end of June, everybody's moving, you know, and, you know, for me, every, we're just breaking everything left and right. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of floors replaced. So, so his being gone was like extra stressful for me because I had things I need to talk to him about, but I was trying to leave him alone because it would have been different if I thought he was like the, like the Hilton you know, and he was waking up and yeah. having a nice hot shower and then sitting down to... When a lot of places, he didn't have cell service. No! So he, couldn't. he was gone. <laughs> he was totally gone. and But he was on this vacation that I'm, I can't imagine that you come back recharged from. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. He was like, this is the best thing. This this is exactly what I needed. That's crazy. And I was like, really? Yeah. <laughs> I would have been coming back and be like, oh, man, work? You expect me to work after that? <laughs> I just lost right, 28 right. pounds, you know. And oh, yeah. He at feared least for my lost life. 10 pounds right. in sweat. That's crazy. Um, you know, the so, problem is that that doesn't just disappear into the world. That 10 pounds went into the driver's seat of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. For yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> Luckily, yeah, it yeah. got shredded. Like, that was the right choice. <laughs> yep. Um. And oh oh so I did get to see Meredith's house. It's super cute. Awesome. I met the cats and I pet Gregory and I peed off of her porch. <laughs> oh good. You pet wow. Gregory? <laughs> well, I mean like in something like that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the only cat that would let me hold it was Bear, and I think only if Meredith was near me. Uh-huh. Um they're they're kind of skittish, but then Bear went underneath the couch and like batted at my legs a little bit, which was cute. 
cool. Well, yeah. It sounds like a really nice trip once you got there. Yeah, once I was there, <laughs> we had the best food. Like, I think the first place, probably the first meal Jeremy had had in seven days right. that wasn't Power Bars, he said, we are eating here for every meal and I'm moving here. <laughs> what was it? It was Taco Bell, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, Rose's Fine Food. Meredith's friend used to own it. It's amazing. If you ever go to Detroit or you're in that area, definitely check it out. They make their own hot sauce. Like everything they make is homemade or local to Michigan. It was so good. Cool. Yeah. So that do <laughs> any other questions? Did you get any you know. Detroit pizza? Oh yeah. That is amazing. That's probably my best pizza. I mean like and I love New York's white pizza. That's my favorite. So it had a... Not you racist pizza eater. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Um, But so it had like a, you know, big shoes to fill. But I would say that this this beat it. Mm -hmm. Have you had it, Mike? Yeah, we have a great place here. It's like in one of... It's one of Austin's top restaurants. I was trying to take... It's right near my house, Mike. Oh, oh, there's one by you? I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know that be. one that's in the little shopping center that's like at 290 and oh, I'm not going to hit geolocate it's called myself. 313 or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Via, 313. via 313. And it's just the square pizza and it's just it's awesome it's and really good. Um so good. When when Kelly was here, I was trying to take her to Kirby Lane, but there's some sort of huge car accident out in front of Kirby Lane, so we went to Via 313 and uh that was the last time I've been there. It's so good. It's really good. I want to go there when I come. Um Oh, another thing is Jeremy is all in on Detroit. He was looking at um, Redfin. He was looking at jobs. <laughs> and at some point, he would do Because if anyone's ever been there, the drivers are pretty insane. I would say that they're very aggressive, offensive, but also aware of everything that's happening. Like here in Seattle, people are just like, do-do-do, and they're on their phones, and they're not paying attention, and they're... But everybody is very hyper aware of what's happening, but it's very dangerous. <laughs> um, and at one point, he was making an erratic turn from the wrong lane, and he just shouted, Detroit Strong, and just did it. <laughs> oh my God. So, he's definitely going to move there soon. Well, I'd be I a think fan. he should visit in winter. I know. Yeah. That's, what, that's the only part. I think we said... Um, what you know? What's the winter like? And she's like, yeah, it's very Not cold great. and it sucks. Yeah, watch Eight Mile. Do you see all the potholes? <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, I think that's one of those movies he missed. You know, yeah, Jesus doesn't like Eminem. <laughs> oh, I do have to tell you the story of the most Detroit thing that happened. We were sitting in Meredith's driveway doing the okay, bye guys, bye, and her neighbor pulls up and he's playing Eminem. <laughs> 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 like bumping it and on I was brand. like holy shit this is amazing <laughs> hey uh out of sight is also an underrated detroit movie if y'all haven't uh seen that that's a really good out of sight detroit out of sight george clooney and uh jennifer lopez yeah he's a bank robber okay. it's the most realistic depression uh uh impression of a uh, bank robbery done in a movie um okay yeah he's feckless and gets up. caught it's a good movie which happens to most of us I would think Jeremy watching Eight Mile could be a great live podcast event. Oh, of some kind. sure. <laughs> yes. 
Like either we rent a theater and and have an event where we watch Jeremy watch it, <laughs> watch or Jeremy maybe we just watch a movie. <laughs> Who needs to watch Jeremy watch a movie? I would watch that. We could just Listen live stream it, his face sure. on Facebook. <laughs> Can we split? We could split screen it. We could have the movie and then Jeremy's face. Yeah, like Perfect. YouTube stars. It would mm-hmm. be like that. We do it Alamo yeah, style, like we serve do. spaghetti and. It's all yeah. themed. <laughs> I like it. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> right? <laughs> hungry to throw up some spaghetti. I need... <laughs> God. Uh, thank you, Christy, for that. Yeah. And Jeremy, yeah, let us good. know. Your rebuttal. We want to hear your rebuttal. Best. Oh, no. Yeah. I love you, boss, but you're nuts. You're absolutely nuts. These vacations are terrible. It's just Jeremy and his wits on the road. Oh my gosh. And it's it's all about survival. <sighs> Way more entertaining like, than the TV telethon, I'll, I'll tell you that. <laughs> For sure. He definitely saw more and also met more listeners <laughs> along the way. Yes. <laughs> he set all kinds of records. <laughs> Meredith. He met one listener. That's still well, more. He met, he met, um, he met a. Uh, what did you guys call him? A downer? Yeah, he met a takedown listener. Yeah, that's the guy who a gave him the tattoo. takedown listener did his tattoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, nice. Guy's Two incredible, listeners. man. He's. Yeah, I, I, if I were Jeremy, I would go to that guy for a tattoo as well. Mm-hmm. And then you just let that thing bake. All yeah, week. just let it bake in the sun. Just bake it on in there. <laughs> What's the tattoo of? I don't think I saw the picture. It's a page from Oh, The Places You'll Go. Oh. oh. Cool. It's... It, he used to read that to um, Ellie every night. If it's not like painfully red and blistered, maybe we can get a picture of it for the show. Okay. Yeah. If he gets like 25 more pages, can he just go to sleep and then just roll his arm out there and just. <laughs> yeah. You finish up. I'm, I'm done. Good night. Yeah. Then Game of Thrones up both his legs. Really small. Uh, but let's move on to our facts because we actually got one a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Woohoo! Wow. Uh, and we got butts. <laughs> yeah, we did. Several the butts. Mystery butt faxer is back at it. Yeah. Uh, we know who the butt faxer uh, is. Uh, Was it the uh, same butt faxer? F- yes. Yes. Oh. And fax technology blows this faxer spot up because it puts a name and phone number on the. Hi. On the receipt <laughs> um somebody had a thought as to what these are what do we think these are i i think they're teddy bear booties but then mm. they also look like of several kidneys but i think they're <laughs> teddy bears <laughs> i was or going like an animal pug? of some sort like a pug yeah maybe. yeah Ooh. something yeah, with a clip tail like... or a bulldog right because you see paws right like? we see we see paws yeah, yes, there are five butts in this picture. <laughs> yeah. All distinctly different. See, last time there was two butts, but we couldn't figure that out because the right. quality was poor. But this is definitely five individual butts. It's almost like fax machines aren't great for sending images. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a playing card, you know. This is the five of oh, butts. Oh, it's the five of butts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it does look like that. <laughs> I like that. We better get creative faster. That's the show title. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> there, there are five butts, but 
I mean, the the butthole is very strong in the upper left. That's the biggest butt yes. on the screen. I'm glad you brought it up. It just seems like as you graduate down the butthole size here, the butthole <laughs> gets smaller until the smallest butt in the lower left barely a butthole at all. Like, I feel bad for this animal well, if it needs to poop. <laughs> Mike, I think that's the shadow of the tail. Yeah. Mm. I, don't, I did not read that as butthole. Mm. Isn't that top left one? No. I, Come on. Mm. I think it's a tail. I think it's just... It's definitely a tail. No, I think it's a, it's a butthole. That's just, they're just having a little trouble with the, with the integrity of their O-ring there, I think. It's just a little bit open right now. This is going to be an audio excerpt field day. <laughs> the the that bear needs a colonoscopy. Yeah. Hopefully, it's its son doesn't get a surprise married the day before. Needs, needs a new gasket around the old uh, the end game there. <laughs> All right, that's enough. <laughs> hey, you know what happens? You know, I haven't seen Avengers Endgame yet. Is that is that the gist? Yep. They all get colonoscopies. <laughs> oh man it's a three yeah. and a half hour long even PSA. superheroes <laughs> hit their 50s you know and they gotta uh well thank you butt faxer for faxing yes me thank you butt faxer five butts we yes. salute you kind of an odd uh, salutation to give someone <laughs> <laughs> hats off to you it's earned sir butt faxer well done Uh, worst job interviews. Uh, this came up when Andrew talked about the job interview he tanked so he wouldn't have to pay for his flights if he got it offered and turned it down, which is really shitty, just for the record. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of us have now shared worst job interview stories, but Mike, you said you've got at least one in the chamber ready for us. I do. Um, I was pretty fresh out of college and, you know, I was looking for broadcast jobs, so I was sending tapes all over hell um but i was also looking for work you know in the meantime because broadcast jobs were not easy or plentiful so is there uh, a post-college 90s mike frizzell sizzle reel somewhere uh i i think that my i don't know where my tapes are you know i had those giant tapes because everything used to be vtr technology you know because beta was better but it it lost the race and so everyone went to these three you quarter your, inch tapes your zoetrope you have your zoetrope that you I ha- send I ha- around if you have the right equipment you know antique equipment you can probably play this <clears throat> but uh yeah i had i had a little reel that that i that i sent around with a couple stories that i'd recorded when i was working in dc but anyway um besides that i needed to live and get paid and have money so I interviewed for some jobs around Seattle while I was doing this process. And one of them was with the Seattle Supersonics. And it wasn't an exciting or glamorous job, but it was a way to start working for the Seattle Supersonics. So I was excited. And it was just ticket sales, like season ticket sales. Like you, you call people that are... um they already they already have season tickets and you renew them or you call people that express an interest or you just cold call and say, hey, how about some Sonic tickets? Anyway, I went into interview for this job and the woman who interviewed me had a familiar name. Um, I can't remember her first name. I think it might have been Susie, but could be wrong. But anyway, her last name was Kloppenberg. 
And that was the same name as the Sonics uh, trainer, longtime trainer. I think he trained them for, you know, he was their trainer for like 20, 30 years or something. And we got in, we introduced ourselves and, and I said, oh, are you related to Bob Kloppenberg? And she said, yeah, I'm his wife. And I said, oh, must be nice when you need a job. Oh, oh. Mike, Mike, no. Yeah, how about that? that? <laughs> how about young Clip Clop with the the foot directly into the mouth? I mean, I was probably was in like... there for another 20, 30 minutes, but there, you know, I I could have said, "Look, I'm going to give you twenty thousand dollars, and I want this job." But I think she would have said, "No, fuck you, fuck everything about you, you little fuck," and beat it. So that was that uh, was that was my worst job interview ever, and I kind of wanted the job because I thought. I could do this job, you know, and I could get in there and just make a bunch of wisecracks and they'll say, hey, you know, give this guy a general manager's job, you know, because that's what they do to people yeah. who excel in the ticket sales <laughs> department. That's, uh, Eventually, yeah. it's just what would happen. Yeah, sure. Gail Kloppenberg. Is it Gail? I think it was Gail. I oh, think it my was God. Gail. Yeah. Lovely lady. I see lady. a nice picture on Facebook of Gail, her 91st Ooh. birthday. Oh, my God, Mike. Yeah. Must be nice when it's you need great. a job. It's not great. Because if she'd been my wife, I would have gotten the job. You know, oh. I, that that much I knew. <laughs> so, oh. yeah, straight to the point. There's my, there's my job <laughs> story. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you done fucked that up, son. <laughs> I fucked it up royally. Ended up working with the fucking IRS and just hating, <laughs> hating life. Oh. Uh, Hillary, did you say you have one? Uh, I don't remember. I don't have, I don't have like a one that where I necessarily super fucked up, but, um, when I was coming off of, well, after I had maternity leave with Bridget, I decided to quit my job. So I stayed home with her for 18 months. And then Dave and I both realized, well, one, like staying home with a baby is much different than staying home with a toddler. A baby's great. Toddler fucking sucks. And then also (laughs) one income. Like living a family of three on one income is mm-hmm. not fun, and I like money and going out to eat more than I like staying <laughs> right. home. So anyway, so I had to get a job, and I was kind of desperate to get a job anywhere. And I finally had an interview, and I was like on my like fourth interview, something kind of ridiculous. And the guy who is a very nice man, I adore him. I think he is a sweetheart. He is very religious, like extremely. In the interview, he says are you going to have any more children? And I was like, oh, no, you can't ask this, but I needed a job so desperately that I was like, not, not in the near future. Nope. Not in the near future. <laughs> and I really, a part of me wanted to say like, you can't ask me that, but I also needed a job so, so desperately. And also I got pregnant about six months later. Oops. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, I don't think he was trying to be mean or anything. I don't think he was using just it didn't know. necessarily. He was just sort of like asking a question like, oh, are you going to have any more children? But yeah, you can't ask that question. Well, and with the ultra Christian, you don't know what the right answer is. Exactly. Yeah, I just had five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just keep, keep popping them out. Don't worry. But I'll come back said, to work. As long as God gives them to me, they're, they're <laughs> oh, uh, anyway, it was I got the job, you know, it wasn't a bad. It was just a very uncomfortable interview. 
I've applied for a lot of weird jobs through the years, especially when I was in college and I was, you know, working my way through college. I applied for a job once with a guy who runs a small energy company. And I tried to find the emails from my application, but my Gmail only goes back to 2011, so I couldn't unearth them. But Christy, it reminded me of your executive assistant, personal assistant days with your old guy, because Mm -hmm. this was an eccentric weirdo who I never ended up meeting, but I heard a ton of stories about from his, the rest of his staff. And they told me that I would basically be his body man. I would be around all the time to do whatever needed doing and that they were going to need me to have my passport ready and to be ready to drive over the border at any moment because he spends his time between Buffalo and Fort Erie, Ontario. And they just kept getting weirder and weirder um, about his like eccentric quirks and the kinds of foods that always needed to be handy and that he you know, gases up the jet to take off without much notice. And so sometimes he's on the road and you have to figure out, help him figure out his travel and all that nonsense. Uh, and apparently everybody really liked me, but then I don't know why the internet, the interview rather didn't work out. Um, I was still in school and I think they wanted somebody who could dedicate themselves 24, seven, 365 to his whims. Mm-hmm. Um, so I interviewed with like all of his other staff and then never got to meet him. So that was sad. Was he an uh, old dude? I think I think he was in his like fifties. Actually, oh. I think he was really pretty young for that kind of character. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, one job I did talk to someone for though was around that same time. I remember meeting this guy at a picnic table. It was a job I found on Craigslist, and he just like met me at a picnic table on campus. He booked like B, C, D list celebrities for appearances at rich like, kazarian is that who you met and... at the park well, yeah <laughs> basically <laughs> this guy could get you a celebrity for whatever autograph session conference trade show you needed and he just kept going on and on about the business and how like you would have to fly to these cities and get the hotel room next to the celebrity because they hate these gigs and you have to make sure that they actually show up to their time Mm -hmm. and how the number one thing you never do is tell them how much you're charging the client because however little you can give to them is your profit. So never let them know how much you're making on a gig and never let anyone from the organizers talk to them. And he said one of his regulars was the soup Nazi and he was in real life a dick. Just hated going to gigs, hated showing up at things. Hated working for shady as fuck enterprises. Yeah, exactly. Well, I heard that that he would close that place down in the summer because he hated tourists. Like his <laughs> restaurant would just close the re- down. Are you talking about the I real soup that. Nazi, not the... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bobby, were, were you talking, talking about the celebrity about. soup Nazi or the real soup Nazi? This, this was the Seinfeld actor soup Nazi. Okay. Yeah. Oh, the, that guy. Okay. The guy who owned the brand... And that guy went on to open a chain of soup restaurants that I think Did he used Nazi in the name. That would be interesting if he. No, I think he was the know. soup man. Oh, oh god, the soup man. But uh, he would show up and sign ladles and sell the ladles Ooh. for five or ten bucks okay. each or something. And uh, apparently, <laughs> schlepping the ladles around was part of the job. But I did not get it. So I think you dodged a bullet, Bobby. Did you get any yeah. free bread? Or I, I mean, how did that work out? No, no, I got. Did nothing. you get a ladle? I did not get to, no, because no. this guy wasn't going to, that would have cost this guy, you know, five or ten bucks. Yeah. You want I'm bread? sure he would have been happy to Four sell dollars. me one. <laughs> I think that um, we should have an episode, like maybe one of the final Fridays or something, where we talk about getting fired from jobs. 
I've never been oh, fired from a job. I haven't either. I didn't think so. <laughs> but, I mean, we some of us must have, right? True. Right, guys? <laughs> Is it uh, just me? I've quit. I have stories. <laughs> or ways that you've quit. Yes, I have quit. Yeah. Okay. I've, been. I've always quit respectfully and on good terms with everybody. <laughs> yeah, no one just took anything from you in this hand. Don't worry. Yeah, that's the that's the month you sit out. Yeah. Okay, I'll listen with interest. Sure. <laughs> it's mysterious that all of Anne's previous employers have been burned to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> These things happen. No one's proved anything. <clears throat> um. The other conversation for this month that we earmarked was albums that we loved. Wait, and are- wait, wait. Yeah, oh, wait. Other- we have to put in Lauren's. Oh, God, right. We have yes. listeners, and we actually listen to their feedback. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What? We have a couple of more job interview stories, courtesy of you, are our listeners. Sorry, there's a siren going off in the back, and I can't tell it's if this the is the police coming moment. to get you yeah. um, to tell you that you forgot to put forgot our listeners. <laughs> our listeners. So rude. <laughs> so which one should we listen to first? Andrea starts with an A. Okay. Andrea wins. Also, I think chronologically we got Andrea's first. Yeah, first. So yep. first, uh, a story from listener Andrea, who's offended that she wasn't brought on to discuss this in person. Hello, Little Red Bandwagon. This is listener Andrea in Olympia, and I tried to call your voicemail, and I can't get through, so I think it is dead, which is sad, but when I let you guys know, you told me to record a voice memo, so here I go. First of all, I want to say I am a little disappointed and saddened that you did not contact me about being a guest expert on your bad interviews clip show, because perhaps you don't know this, but when I am not baking and podcasting about baking, my real job is being a recruiter and HR person. And so I spend a lot of time interviewing. Actually, it's probably a good idea that you didn't call me because really that work is confidential and I shouldn't make fun of people who are just trying to make their lives better by getting a different job. So I'll make fun of myself instead. My absolutely worst interview I ever did was when I had an interview to go back to a former job. So I had worked for this company for a long time. I had left. And then I had some difficult circumstances in my life and was going through a rough period. And I decided to go back to my old employer. And I had an interview scheduled. In my head, it wasn't really an interview. I figured it was just more of a required thing that they had to do. But I figured I was a shoe-in for the job. And then I got to the interview And my old boss, my former boss, started interviewing me, and it quickly became apparent that this was a real interview, and I was not a shoe-in. And a little bit towards the end of the interview, he looked at me with real concern in his eyes, and he said, I know you've been having kind of a tough time, and I just wanted to see, how are you? And I immediately burst into tears, and I started crying like the full-on deep sobbing to where I couldn't stop. And my former boss, Kim, he is such a lovely person. He just sat there, and then eventually he handed me a box of Kleenex, but he didn't tell me to stop. He didn't try and make me feel better. He didn't pat me on the shoulder. And eventually I kind of stopped sobbing and said, well, um, I think I'm doing okay. (laughs) And to his credit, he didn't laugh at me. 
And um, in fact, he did give me my old job back. So all's well that ended well, but I really love the clip show. It was so much fun hearing about the uh, interview debacles that the guys have been through. And Christy, um, you stayed with that guy for nine years. So I admire you for plowing through that interview that just was uh, peppered with illegal questions. Way to go. All right. Love you guys. Power out. This isn't a bad job interview so much as a touching job interview. She still got the job. Yeah, yeah, but it's so embarrassing to cry <laughs> in front of other people. Yeah, I probably wouldn't take it. Like, I'd be like, oh, I got the job, but I don't know if I would. I mean, unless you really, really needed it. You just never go back like the mm-hmm. super cuts where I sat with the girl who I didn't want to cut my hair and realized <laughs> it after she had scissors at my head. Mm. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I went to a different place last week, by the way. I'm I'm done. I've moved. I've converted. I've moved on. That's probably for the best. Yeah. <laughs> well, we this was an oversight. We should have thought to have Andrea on to dish all the dirt. Yes. She could redact the names. We wouldn't yeah. have to know. Um, it makes me think one of our, our engineers, our civil engineer who hires student interns, has like a file of just the best cover letters with the names redacted on it. And the Hall of Fame is someone who stated in the cover letter that they were small and could contort their body into small spaces if necessary. That's amazing. I'm sure Andrea has stuff along those lines. I want to hear it. Mm -hmm. I have some awful cover letters from intern candidates through the years. I, I just... I work, you know, I'm a I'm a one man administrative team, basically, and so if I'm going to take interns, I have to really not hate them. And mm-hmm. oh god, just some real. I didn't even put out a call for interns this year because I just decided that I couldn't handle triaging the crap anymore to find them. I had two really good interns last year, but I just don't have the patience to find them anymore. Kids and maybe these days. I don't know if this is specific to engineering students, but the cover letters from the men let's just put the gender right on there it's clear that they have gone through the thesaurus and replaced all the (laughs) words in their cover letters with like fancier words so that they'll seem smarter and it doesn't make any sense the girls never do it but the guys do just use the regular words young people (laughs) yeah Why don't we take a listen next to listener Lauren's job interview story? Well, not job interview story. um, Responsible adult interview story. Hey, friendos. It's listener Lauren in Jacksonville. I was inspired to um, send my story along of an interview gone wrong um, by your awesome clip show from last Friday, Christy and Anne. So, um... With that, here goes. I was living in Dallas, and this was about a decade ago, and I felt a lack in my life of any sort of um, fulfillment and wanted to reach out to the community and do my part. And so, um, you know, given that, I applied for Big Brothers Big Sisters and got an in-person interview. And so, um, so I arrived at the interview and things were going just great. And, um, you know, I thought I really 
demonstrated that I was an upstanding citizen. I had a good job. I had experience working with kids. Um, I, you know, had a master's in English and was a business person. And I just, I don't know, I felt like I really connected with the guy that I interviewed with, um, sold my uh, skills and um, qualifications to be a big sister. And I was just excited about it. I had a good reference who was actually a big brother himself. One of my references was a teacher. Um, my other was uh, my boss at the time who um, gave me a glowing review. So I just felt solid. And um, so I was pretty surprised when I received a rejection letter. Um, couldn't figure out why. They didn't tell me why. They, they make it a policy not to give any reasons. So I started reflecting back on the conversation I had had with the guy that interviewed me and it occurred to me that there may have been um, two things that I disclosed that would have disqualified me. One of them was um, we started talking about, you know, whether I drank. And I said I did, but, you know, it was pretty moderate. And then he asked me my feelings on drugs. And I said, well, I, you know, don't do drugs. And so he said, yeah, what about marijuana? And I said, oh, well, I've smoked pot. And he said, yeah. And I said, yeah, you know, I smoked pot a little bit when I was younger and then at a Snoop Dogg concert. So was that a long time ago? And I said, no, it was a couple of months ago. But, you know, it was a Snoop Dogg concert. So that might have been the first issue. The second one was all due to my own inability to hold back. I continued on to say that my ex-boyfriend was a smoker, and so I didn't really have a problem with pot, per se. It just wasn't the drug for me. Um, I, again, don't do drugs. Pot doesn't really work for me. Yeah, I smoked at a Snoop Dogg concert, but I don't have a problem with that. I did go on to say that I would never say that to a child um, or to my little sis. I just, uh, you know, as a, on a personal note, if you want to smoke pot, smoke pot. That's fine with me. Two things about that. One, it's probably the wrong thing to say um, when it's not legal in Texas a decade ago. Probably still not. Um, I don't really keep up. Secondly, my ex-boyfriend, um, who I had mentioned, was one of my references. And... The gentleman interviewing me knew that. So there's that. Anyway, uh, needless to say, I um, I am not a big sister because I talk too much. So my takeaway from this interview was lie. Lie through your teeth. Tell them what they want to hear. If you know you're a good person and you're not some kind of chimo, you deserve to have a little sister just lie. All right, guys, that's all I got. Um, thanks for all you do and for being the best. I'm sure you come to the picnic, but um, I know you'll have a great time, even though Oreos are the worst. Ow, ow. Wait, that's the wrong podcast. Okay, see you. I wish Lauren was my big sister. <laughs> <laughs> no. Do we agree with her conclusion 
that the best thing to do at the interview is lie, lie, lie? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Unless they're going to drug test you, then you don't yeah, need to. You don't need to go into detail about your recreational weed habit at a Snoop Dogg concert. Um, I went to a Snoop Dogg concert, but it was like the one year he was being sober, <laughs> so I definitely did not have this experience. I think she's the only thing Lauren is guilty of is being too open. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. She Everyone can just else say, no, I don't smoke weed. Yeah. Well, except for that one time a couple of months ago. <laughs> <laughs> just leave that part off. Yeah. It, they didn't need to know the deeper parts of it. And yeah, Lauren, it's still illegal here. So Texas hasn't changed <laughs> right. since. And won't. <laughs> yeah. No. Yep. What would you tell a child about marijuana? I would say <laughs> to stay <laughs> in school. <laughs> I just tattoo it all on my arm and go to sleep. <laughs> uh, thank you, Lauren, for that. Yeah. And by the way, voice memos are definitely the way to go, especially now that we don't have a voicemail line. <laughs> so send us your. No voice one memos. ever called it. I mean, like it was a year. I'm actually That's where amazed. We lost it. We didn't get a spam call in a year. Yeah. Like nobody tried to get a refi on our mortgage in a year. Hi, I'm calling from the warranty department. I'm sorry, <laughs> warranty from department from where again? It's not important. You could string string them along, Mike. You'd be like, "Oh, is this about my legs?" <laughs> I still under warranty. I thought we had to use the Andrew Walsh tried and true method of telemarketing. Hey, it's Andrew Walsh from Field and Stream. <laughs> Guy from the it's microwave. actually pretty impressive. Sausage. Oh, um, I'd be so mad. I know. <sighs> All right. Now on to albums. Albums we loved and now regret. <laughs> Or albums that we're embarrassed that we loved, or albums that we still love. This came up because in Australia, the guys had to download some music, and they listened to albums from tip to tail, which is something people don't do anymore, but they should. Uh, I especially do, because I still have a CD player in my car. Fleetwood Mac's <laughs> Rumors. Um, and what albums do you listen to in your car now? I guess that's my first question. Many. Grease 2? I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> no, I don't have What's the album for Grease 2. I don't Pitch have the album from Pitch Perfect. What's no. in your What's in your CD player right now? Um, it's an EP by an acapella group called Transit from maybe ten or fifteen years ago. That's really good. Cool. Give us the name so I can put an Amazon link in the show notes. I don't know what the name <laughs> of it is. All right, well I'll just pick one. That's fine. <laughs> Buy all your CDs for your car. Through our Amazon link, please. <laughs> That's all I'm really saying. So I, um, I for sure do not regret this CD because, as if you listen to uh, this past Monday's show, you know I love this song. But um, when I was in college in Memphis, where Amy lives, um, I my I had a kind of crappy Toyota Tercel, and it it was a great car, Dad. My dad always thinks I'm telling him that he's being cheap. It was a great car. I was lucky to have a car, but it was a piece of shit car. Um, and the radio broke at some point. So I got, um, and I didn't have a CD player or anything in it, but I got a boom box <laughs> for it. Mm, and yes. I would put the boom box, like, I don't know, I guess in the back or something. I don't know. And I would, <laughs> I would put uh, No Strings Attached, the NSYNC CD. And I think I listened to that mm, 
approximately 100 times that summer because it wasn't like I could like skip it or anything. I could like reach mm-hmm. back and skip it. But there's a song. I don't regret it. There is a song called Digital Get Down that is oh. one of the worst <laughs> songs. <laughs> it's like an early like cyber sex <laughs> song. It's so bad. But uh, I really used to like jam out to that. But then I, I, Memphis is a great town, but it has, you know, some like petty crime issues. It's much like Detroit maybe in that way. And then one time I forgot to put my boombox uh, in the back of in my trunk and it got I it got stolen. Along with my no strings attached CD, <laughs> I was Aww. really sad. I know. Anyway, that's that was, really depressing. I know it was really sad. I had the same setup in my uh, Pontiac Sunbird, or maybe it was yeah. the Plymouth before that. I don't know. One of my early shitty cars, the Radio Blue, and I would put the little CD boombox on the center back seat because I used to drive back and forth between Rochester and Buffalo a lot, which is it's only about an hour and twenty minutes, but it felt like forever, especially in a shitty car. Yeah. But I always had to stop on my way out of town to buy D batteries <laughs> mm. because it would die after one round trip. <laughs> so I would put it on the back seat and I would seatbelt it in into like the, the bitch seat, the middle seat seatbelt. But it would skip unless I put a pillow under it. So it was this whole thing. Rigged up. Boom Yeah. Uh, I have every track every word of every track on the bare naked ladies album gordon memorized because i think it was the first cd i ever owned you know are they from, i mean i know they're from canada but were they just super popular in the northeast because dave also loved bare naked ladies he's gonna get mad at me for saying that but he knows a lot of bare naked ladies song he was like they played in boston a lot i don't know yeah they had a good era and they're from scarborough ontario so outside of toronto that makes sense yeah yeah, they would they would come across the lake. You know, we could hear them over on a clear night. <laughs> we could see them <laughs> over the water from Rochester. So. Of course. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the entire Moxie Fruvis catalog uh, oh, is both sure. embarrassing. How many albums? And, oh, God. Many, many albums. And I either owned all of them outright or burned early, you know, copied or dubbed tapes or bootleg live recording tapes floating around out there i had some what, of those what's going on with that John dude? is there an update do we know what well, and what... was he a molester back in his moxie fruvis days or was it only when he got into public yeah. radio late onset molestation <laughs> right <laughs> well you know the fame of public radio changes a man sure so he goes, to your, Tom goes straight to your dick i guess oh god <laughs> Um, I I had um, a, a couple albums. Uh, actually, I still listen to um, a lot of Tom Petty albums from front to back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I've never I've never lost that. But I was just thinking about <clears throat> an album that I used to listen to from front to back, and and recently did it again. And it was Lou Reed's New York, which came out in 1989, which was <clears throat> really the only Lou Reed album that I thought was worth having. Um, but the embarrassing ones um when i was like 13 14 and my dad and i were moving into this house because i i wanted to live with my dad because he was moving into a new house and i thought we'd be real cool and and he was always out of town so i I could like get away with everything so we're moving into this house and it backed up to an office park and there was a dumpster 
I mean, if you went through the woods and you went into this office park, which is the way I like cut through to go to school, go to high school. Um, there was a dumpster behind all these office buildings and someone had either done a burglary or just was done with their teenager's room because there was the, the dumpster was full with all kinds of like records and bullshit. And I saw dirty deeds done dirt cheap by ACDC in there and I grabbed it and I just had a very rudimentary, you know, like going to high school basketball games type of uh, knowledge of ACDC at that point and also like hanging out with my brother and I just got really into that album and I listened to it over and over and over and um, I wouldn't listen to it right now with your dick Uh, so (laughs) just awful but as I was like 16, 17 I I think I told you about on this show before I graduated to what I thought was a more mature Australian like butt rock band which was Angel City so uh, Face to Face was that album. And it's less embarrassing, but it's still embarrassing and less anthemic. So I don't know. That was kind of a tough one. But the worst, my worst. Uh, Alice Cooper came out with an album in, gosh, I want to say, let's see. It was the early 80s. No, late 70s, early 80s, whatever. But ah. Uh, uh, it was called flush the fashion. And I just, I just thought I'm so cool. I'm listening to Alice Cooper. And then by the time I ran it by anybody, I, I just like, everyone's like, uh, no, it's not cool. You're not cool. That's not cool. It's terrible. Uh, you should stop. <laughs> so, so I did. Question. So, yeah. Was Alice Cooper the guy or is he the band? I mean, was he a solo act? He's the guy. It's like, I mean, because like Van Halen, obviously it's the guy, but the name of the band is Van Halen. Is the name of the band Alice Cooper? Hmm. Well, he changed Isn't it, kind it of like at Ozzy some Osbourne? point. So, um, I me... think it is. I think it's both. <clears throat> I'm looking at Wikipedia. Alice yeah. Cooper is a band and also a person. Okay. So. Yeah. You know. I mean, really, the only context I have for Alice Cooper was watching when he was on The Muppet Show. Um, or his best appearance in Wayne's World. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The best answer, Annie, is it was originally the band's name, and then he changed his name to that. And then the Go band up. became oh, right. Immaterial, mm. which was great because they were terrible. So it, <laughs> it, <laughs> that's what Maybe that's what Ringo Starr should have done. <laughs> Couldn't hurt. <laughs> My name is now the Beatles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, our our friend high school bud had a great tweet uh, just yesterday as we're recording this. And he wrote, anyone know how much it'd be to get the range to play my birthday party? The range. I don't need Bruce Hornsby <laughs> right. parenthetically overrated. <laughs> just the range. Sure. Sure. Uh, the only th- other thing that I can think of about like ones that I were not regret but are embarrassing is I had a really <laughs> too long um, 311 phase. <laughs> oh wow, Denver! <laughs> One of Denver's that? most famous bands, right? Oh no, Omaha. Oh sorry, um, what am I, I thinking of? I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, well, I really enjoyed 311 in like 1995, and now when I listen back, I you know I can have like warm memories of it because I'm like, oh, yeah. that was a fun time in my life. But it's so embarrassing to listen to. Right. 
I don't know. I don't think we should be embarrassed by anything we listen to. No, I have no regrets of any <laughs> music, and I've had what people say is horrible taste. Just, <laughs> just go listen to this Alice Cooper album and just come back to me. After you <laughs> yeah, same with like uh, Grassroots and 311. I mean, I went back and listened oh to The Final Countdown by Europe for the first time in 20 <laughs> years. It holds it's up. It's real bad, but I it love it. Holds it holds up. I'm not it, embarrassed. It holds up as far as like NBA introductions go, you know, like Oh yeah, gonna... there's yeah. Like one or two songs that are acceptable, but then there's a whole song about being a ninja. And I'm like, "No. You're yeah, Chicago I sure liked it when I was 12." <laughs> uh, well, Christy, can you give us a peek into like are there songs from an earlier era of your life that you still throw in rotation? Or... Well, basically any boy band. Um, Christy and I share love. Yeah. New Kids on the Block. Definitely <laughs> cried multiple times at concerts. <laughs> um, <laughs> and in uh, sync. Definitely in sync. And I was way too old probably to be <laughs> going to in sync. Christy and I were both in our like <laughs> 20s. <laughs> Um, I was a Joey Fatone super fan, um, <laughs> so there's that. Um, oh, so there was one of them. <laughs> um, uh, what's his name? MC Hammer went to MC Hammer concert. Um, Let me ask you about the Joey uh, Fatone thing. Yes. Like, I think we've all looked at bands like like as a as a girl you were looking at a boy band, and as a young mm-hmm. guy I was looking at girl bands like the Go Go's or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I was a realist. I know I'm not getting Belinda <laughs> Carlisle, you know. I know I'm not getting the pixie drummer or whoever that was, you know. So I'm going for like number three or number four, just just trying to keep it real. Is is that what being Joy uh, Joy the Fat One was all about? Like, um, I am he, the fat so one. So his his um, persona. I'm not photoshopping that. <laughs> His persona in In Sync was the bad boy, so I also oh, liked Adonis, yeah. and I basically was it? you, yeah, I've, of all as of bad, them, as bad as bad as it could be. There's sure. the gay one, Chris, the Chris, gay one. But nobody oh, knew yeah. Lance was gay. Yeah, he's the closet. Come anyway. on, it's like Jonathan. To be bad. Come on. <laughs> no. Um. So I also like Donnie. Um. Yeah. It, it was just the bad boy. He like had okay. colored hair. So it wasn't like you were settling <laughs> tips. It wasn't like you were oh, like, no, no. Well, and sometimes you know. girls like to go for the non-obvious choices. Girls like right. to take yeah, sure. a sideways step sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. To me, it was just like, a, well, you know, if if push came to shove, I might have a shot at this one if she was drunk enough. You know? <laughs> oh, God. No, that's not how so, girls think. No. Exactly. I'm no. going to quickly pivot to ask who's recording from the kitchen. Yeah, there's a lot of oh, stuff that's going Jeremy. on. I was like, that's totally Jeremy, like, uh, bully, like, uh, <laughs> doing the dishes or something. That's also all Stang. It, I'm going to say it's Stangin probably because nobody will end up hearing it anyway. But yeah. if you hear somebody sounding like they're microwaving a Hot Pocket, that's Jeremy. <laughs> Put it in for 10 minutes. We'll see how long it takes. We, oh, my God. We have an air fryer now, Bobby. We don't, we don't microwave Hot Pockets. Ooh. You know, I've not. I think you asked in the chat one night if anyone had fucked around with an air fryer. Yeah. I have not. And I think I've made it clear on here before. I will not buy a real deep fryer because that's just crossing a line that I'll never yeah. come back from. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's opening yeah. a door you can't close. Right. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Um, I did think of something really embarrassing, though, since we're talking about albums and music that I I don't know if I've ever mentioned on here before. But, uh, you know, bar shows and little like community shows are one thing and they don't really count. But the first real concert that I ever got excited for, had to get tickets for, needed someone to help me get tickets for. I was in elementary school. Would anyone care to venture a guess as to the artist that I I needed to see and I did end up going to see with this my mother? This is in my brain because you've mentioned it before. Capital oh, Steps. But, uh, no? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> it's someone old. Later. Yes. I can't think of it. Mm. Barry Manilow. No? No? That would have been maybe better. Mm. Is it a, like... Give us a genre. Beach Boys. It's country, right? Country. Yep. Garth Brooks. It's on the tip of my brain. Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks. Oh, wow. Listen, that's not embarrassing. Garth Brooks is a really good singer and entertainer. Emily bought his collection at Target fairly recently. (laughs) Was it Chris Gaines? Was it Chris Gaines? It was not Chris Gaines. (laughs) (laughs) But I believe that's, um, I believe Target's, or no, Walmart, one of those places is the only place you can buy. Exclusive. Like he has an exclusive. (laughs) Yeah. She she spent big money on it. Well, but I, but I listened back, I haven't recently, but, you know, revisiting some of those songs. I mean, I think I had a VHS tape with a couple of singles on it and, and the music videos and wow wow country music is bad and i I say that with a very generalized brush there's some country music that's great and some of it crosses over and some of it's not bad but like even now the same tropes of it just being an over painted word painting (laughs) of like a direct storyline with no room for imagination there's a gas station that that we stopped going to because they played new country over the over the speakers <laughs> and it was like it was owned um, by by some uh by some folks from a different place you know and they were like oh american you know and they put it on there and i i didn't have the heart to go in and just say um yeah but not this but listen no fences is a really good album like there are some good songs on that Friends oh i'm, I'm not throwing shade at, at uh at garth brooks i'm throwing shade at New new country people, no, not yeah, not right. all like the Travises, Jason, Jason and all Aldean, the or whatever that were out back when I was, yeah. you know, trying to play music on the radio. I didn't understand. Um, we were at a my brother in law's wedding uh, last weekend uh, near Foxborough, and we had to stay at a hotel further away from their house because a Luke Bryan concert in town yeah. had yeah. killed every hotel within twenty miles of of Gillette. And it was um, somebody else, too. And then Gronk showed up and dicked around on stage with Luke Bryan at the concert. (laughs) And that was everybody's highlight in New England. (laughs) I think now I can appreciate a Garth Brooks concert more again, actually, because I I could appreciate the the staging and the theatrics and the sort of like I could study it from from an academic perspective (laughs) as much as anything. I've always been a fan of the juice diet, though. Of his juice diet, so. (laughs) (laughs) Anyone else want to talk music? Now, let's do the mailbag. All right. 
Uh, it's a short mailbag this month because uh, we've been pretty good about keeping up with these on the recaps. I've missed a couple of recaps recently, and we've been good at the mailbag. I wonder if those things go hand in hand. <laughs> um, it's a really busy month. Uh, but I see someone in yellow has an email from listener, listener Ross, and I have to assume that that's Anne. Ross Indeed. is our tribal. He's my nemesis. <laughs> this is news to Ross. Ross says, okay, this is specifically for Anne, although for all I know, everyone will be equally aware of who this is. But the tall guy from Rockapella is Barry Carl, and he's kind of awesome. By the way, Anne, or anyone else, I apologize in advance. As an aside, I think, I think Ross is feeling kind of burned after he addressed that comment about baseball to Mike. And we were like, hey. Hey. So he, hey. he wants to make sure that he's including everybody. Anyhow, he says, my wife has a bunch of hard-to-find music from Rockapella, if you're interested. Uh, I forget why Luke and Andrew were talking about Rockapella and the tall guy from Rockapella. But um, as one may guess, I have a fair amount of music from Rockapella. Not a favorite, but... Santa Claus did bring me the Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego CD when I was 12, much to my surprise because I was not particularly interested in it. But that's one of the CDs that I know every word front to back from. Sure. (laughs) And I have seen them in concert and I have a couple of pictures with them from afterwards, but I would not say that they are like high on my list of acapella groups that i love are those on facebook are they still together? can we get a little look at the you and the tall fella or whoever you had uh <laughs> no, had your your mike mccauley <laughs> photo photo experience with i mean i might be able to dig out an old print and then take a photo of that print yes please yes I'll that see would what be I less do. jarring than than jeremy's sunburn tattoo for the show picture <laughs> The thing about Rockapella is that they were never a kids band and they got like shoehorned into that kids band space mm-hmm. from doing Carmen San Diego. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. it's not like they're, they were ever exactly hard edged, but I think <laughs> they were really limited after the TV show for what they could do, especially live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause like in my head, even though I watched um, where I watched that game show i loved it mm-hmm. but in my head they're like the wiggles like they're those like, right <laughs> are like crossover and they're nothing alike but it's just like oh like some guys grouped together that wear like mock turtlenecks and you know sing i don't know yeah on carmen san diego they always had like uh like teal colored shirts and yeah. vests and fedoras or something Wait, they, had to wear. they actually <laughs> appeared they actually appeared on the on yeah, the television yeah. Show? Oh, they were yeah, the they house were band oh yeah. my goodness okay they so they made it they made a they made a choice the i don't feel bad for him now yeah they made a choice <laughs> and but who was the bad boy Oh, God. Uh, probably Sean Altman, the guy who had the braids for a long time. <laughs> oh, yep. You think I would have a shot at him? Uh, maybe the tall guy? Probably. <laughs> who was the one no yeah. one was trying to pick off? That's the one I'm trying to, you know, separate from. Uh, Elliot. From the, you got to go for Elliot. He was the baritone. From the herd. Okay. I got yep. him. Tough. Elliot Kerman is his last name. Mm-hmm. Hi, Elliot. <laughs> I'm your biggest fan. <laughs> yeah they uh, made choices they didn't say no to all that cool whip money okay <laughs> okay there see yeah i was feeling bad for him for a minute but if they're on the show in their turtlenecks then i was like, okay well 
How about that Folgers campaign? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good. What? I guess I missed all this. I don't know. I'm not up on we my own. Oh, God. The Folgers commercial was on forever, Mike. Were you in jail during this part? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I just started typing Folgers, and it just went Folgers Rockapella. It was like oh, <laughs> the wow. computer was <laughs> listening. Yeah. At least somebody is. <laughs> um okay i'm gonna move on to my favorite email that we got recently from listener sadie we got it today um hillary i also love sneakers it was one of like 15 movies we owned as a kid so i saw it tons of times when dan Aykroyd at the end says i want to win a bagel i thought as a kid I thought it was, I want to win a bagel for years. <laughs> I, uh, I, <laughs> I understood because I also liked bagels. I need to watch again. Yes. I'm sure it'll give me weird nostalgia. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. I love that. It's so cute. And I totally get that. You know, um, I, I think I watched The Parent Trap, Grease, Grease 2, Back to the Future, like Blazing Saddles, mm-hmm. a, like Footloose so many times because it was just what, what we had on VHS. What and year was it sneakers? Took me a, sneakers was 1992, so Sadie okay. must be a lot like, younger than I am. But um, I it took me a really long time to get rid of those VHSs because it wasn't... I mean, I, like I... I actually still do have a VHS player, but I, I don't ever hook it up. And those were like my childhood memories. You know, I would like just put them on every single day. And that was what I did after school. So, yeah, I get that. Totally. I I think I remember seeing the movie and I remember liking it a lot. But uh, something that Andrew said made me like retroactively angry, but not at sneakers as a movie, but as but mad at uh, the natural all over again. And that was uh, the, <laughs> like the fact that he more reasons. He said that Robert Redford like played a college student. No, but, he didn't. Okay. He did not play a college student. It was somebody younger was playing him. Okay. Andrew is wrong and misremembering it. Because that, because, you know, him playing Roy Hobbs, you know. No, no, no. It was not one of those. I'm getting mad. I'm just getting madder and <laughs> Calm madder down. And madder Calm and down. It's okay. Okay. Yeah. 18-year-old Roy Hobbs. Uh, well, <laughs> could you just get a kid to do that? Could you just get a kid <laughs> 42-year-old Robert Redford. I don't see the difference. He was like 47 or something. So he even looked old when he was like on the, like when he made his comeback or whatever. He's supposed to be like 37. You're like, no, this guy's way older than 37. Ridiculous. I don't know if I saw it once and it burned into my brain or if I saw it a lot because most of the movies that I watched were whatever was airing on Fox on Sunday afternoon or something. But I have a distinct memory as a child of watching Cadillac Man, the 1990. Oh, mm-hmm. Robin Williams. Yeah, yes, and yeah. Robin Williams yeah. and Tim Robbins flop. But yeah. I love Tim Robbins, so. Yeah. Yep. He's good. Wow. We should save movies that we love but regret <laughs> for another well. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have to do something about this sneakers talk, though. We're talking about this too much for us not to watch it in some capacity at this point. Um, yes. Absolutely. I'm kidding. I want to name this episode, I Want to Win a Bagel. <laughs> <laughs> well, have we done done it for tonight? We done did it. All right. Here comes, uh, do we want Russian? Do we want... Uh, oh, oh wait a second. Wait a second. Spanish? Before you offend more people, uh, reminder, we're having a picnic. Yes. Oh, right. right. 
should have done this at the top of the show. Yeah. Uh, and we're just about a month away. Actually, by the time this airs, it'll be less than a month away. The picnic is uh, Friday, June 20. I literally just flipped a page July. on my calendar. Friday, July 26th in Shoreline. Details on Facebook. I swear to God, between now and Friday, I'll make the Facebook event. I promise. <laughs> well, um, there's, there's your reminder. Uh, yeah. Hello, housekeeping. Come on, come on now. Get out of your house. I must clean in there now. Bye. So when I do an indeterminate accent, then no one gets offended. I'm like, I don't even know what that is. Exactly. It's like Jamaican Norwegian? <laughs> yeah, that's what See? I thought. You have to it try to be offended. It started as Jamaican and then it went to... Hello. Uh, buy stuff from us. Our merch is at 10710.com forward slash shop. Archive project going horribly. Going just, just, <laughs> just horribly, just stuck in the sand. Are we going to help out with that? What kind of listeners are we? That's what I want to know. I mean, I put in my day. So, yep. So and then crit in the other four days of your week. Well, you know, how many how many days have you done, dear listener? And I'm not talking about you who've done any days. Um, buy stuff from. Amazon, uh, littleredbandwagon.com forward slash Amazon. That kicks us a few pennies, a few bucks. Earbuds and earworms, I didn't see that they'd announced a new topic this week. Last week was Hardened Hearts, songs that talked about how how um, our, yeah, let's face it, our exes have hardened our hearts. That's it. Yep. All right, get involved. The website is littleredbandwagon.com. Uh, throwyourphone.com is where you send us all of your grievances or your hugs. We love them. Um, join us on the Facebook page. The show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. Uh, you can email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. Uh, there is no voicemail anymore, so do a little record a voice memo. We like it, and it's kind of fun. I, I, I think it's cool. And we've gotten a couple, so go ahead and do that. Um, so just record a voicemail uh, memo and email it to us. It's the easiest way. Um, fax us your butt. Thank you, <laughs> mystery butt no, faxer. No mystery. Uh, faxer. It's a it's a Bobby, Sorry. can you please beep these so that we maintain the butt faxer's anonymity? Uh, number is six six one seven three five four eight five one three. And with that, Anne, why don't you get us out of here? Until next time, this is the next party. Uh, I love you, Jen. And is butt facts or anonymity? Is that a possible show title? <laughs> Nailed it.
Yeah, you done fucked that up, son.